0: Hello, welcome to episode eight of the I Want to Meet Nikola Tesla podcast. Today I have a very special guest all the way from the United States. Brian, welcome. How are you doing today?
1: Very well. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. My pleasure. Um, So today I want to get started by exploring something that I'm really passionate about, the carnivore diet. How did you start with the carnivore diet? How, how did you find out about it? Tell me a little bit about your journey with it. Cause I see you've got a lot of, uh, juicy steak pictures on your Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah. My, my instagram's pretty much all food. <laughs> yeah. Um, well actually it was a, a long drawn out process. I started, um, I don't even know what year, probably 2016 maybe, um, with, uh, I mean, my first, the first phase was with uh, through the bulletproof coffee thing. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Dave Asprey. Um, Well, Dave Asprey is this uh, guy. He's got this brand called Bulletproof Coffee, and it's the you know you put the grass-fed butter in the coffee, and um, he's got this MCT oil that's called Brain Octane oil. So I used to use the butter and that together in the coffee, and that's what started me like. It was sort of a I – w- I was trying to get healthy at the time. I was doing the fitness thing. I was running. And uh, and this was supposed to sort of kick the the fat-burning process in, into – kick it in. And this was before I hadn't actually discovered um, keto yet at that point. And then um, somewhere around that same time, I started getting into the keto thing a little bit. And I remember going – Going to the doctor uh, to get a get my blood work done, and and she had me. I think I had to come back. I had it done once and then had to come back. And she was worried about my cholesterol, and she kept saying, uh, "Well, we need to start you on a statin." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't sound right." And and uh, so she says, "Well, you know," <laughs> she gave me the the same thing that all doctors do. You know, eat more. Whole grains and fruit and vegetables and all that whole that stupid, one's not. yeah yeah and, and low fat that whole thing and, and I'm like yeah sure okay she goes in, in, and come back in three months we'll do your blood again so I didn't you know I didn't take that advice of course and, and I kind of went more uh, uh, deeper into keto at that point and um, so I lost maybe five pounds like I'm not I'm not I've never been overweight So it was just sort of the the excess body fat. I I dropped all that and I I went down like, well, actually it was probably more water weight. But uh, when I went back, she was like uh, shocked that I had lost that much weight in that short amount of time. And then she checks my blood again and freaked out and was like, we have to put you on a statin like immediately. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. And in the meantime, I started reading books and I started getting into – uh, there's a book um, by Jimmy Moore called um, Keto Clarity. I don't know if you've heard of that book. No, I haven't heard of well, it. not Keto okay, It's the Cholesterol um, Clarity okay. book. That's what I started on. Then, then I discovered his Keto Clarity book. But um, so I learned everything I had to learn about cholesterol and realized that my cholesterol, there was nothing wrong with it. And I couldn't mm-hmm. believe this doctor. You know, it's like giving me like really bad advice. And I'm so glad I didn't just follow, blindly follow, you know, yeah. like a lot of people do. Yeah. Know? But that, that really, that got me started. I From there, I started reading books. I got into the Jason Fung uh, intermittent fasting thing. And, and uh, so then I went full blown keto because I was still, you know, at the beginning, I was still eating sugar and stuff here and there and eating sweet, like I have a really bad, I had a really bad carb addiction. And, um, used to love sweets, cookies and cake. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the, that was the hardest thing for me to have to kick. But, you know, once I did that and went full keto, I, I started feeling so much better. But at that point, like, um, my history is I didn't eat meat. I was, um, pescatarian. So I ate fish, but I hadn't eaten meat, red meat in like, I don't even know how long since the mid eighties, maybe. Wow. (laughs) So, you know, and I, and I didn't know any better because I just, you know, everything they tell you is like meat's bad for you and this and that will cause heart disease. And so then, you know, through all this keto thing, well, you know, I got into a few keto groups and people would post food pictures and I'd see pictures of bacon and I started craving bacon, like out of nowhere. (laughs) And so then I it almost like opened my mind up to maybe eating meat again and uh, yeah. and I so I I think I might have done bacon first was my first attempt at meat and it was like oh man all these years I've been missing out yeah <laughs> so from there I I, I discovered uh, man I discovered I'm trying to think who I ran into first on the on the internet. But, like, you know, I follow Sean Baker and, yeah. and and all those guys. And and then I discovered Dr. Um, Paul Saladino and, yeah. you know, and that whole group of carnivore people. Yeah. And I I finally went full carnivore – let's see, when was it?
0: 2018,
1: around the end of July 2018 is when wow. I – the first thing I did, I went out and bought this giant uh, – <laughs> giant ribeye like a two inch thick it was huge and that was my first like big hunk of meat and I, i i couldn't believe how good it was and at the time you know i was working out daily on a daily basis i had been doing um the p90x thing for for a few years by then and i just wasn't like you know i was in shape but it wasn't like anything really great and as soon as i went carnivore all that working out stuff just sort of kicked in and my body just like you know all all that work paid off like at yeah. that point and i think i was just missing out on all that the protein from from the diet yeah wow but, uh, yeah so it's a long journey and, and yeah it took... <laughs> thanks for sharing
0: yeah so is it so you pretty much like you haven't looked back really since you started uh what do you say in the like mid 2018 you sort of just uh
1: well i i got through uh it was the end of end of july i i got through august doing carnivore and then um i was living with this girl at the time (laughs) i had been with her for a long time and i mean we might as might as well have been married it was like 25 years and when i started doing the carnivore it freaked her out Mm. like she uh and she wasn't even vegetarian. Like she ate still ate chicken and stuff, but there was something that just freaked her out about me like all of a sudden eating meat and, and uh she couldn't handle it. So I, I did that August carnivore, and then when when I got to September, I sort of slipped back into keto. So then I would do keto most of the time, and when she wasn't home, I'd do carnivore. <laughs> yep. And you know, or if I was out out at a restaurant, I'd yep. do carnivore. So it was on and off for the rest of that year. And then, then finally at the end of that year, the end of 2018, she finally, um, couldn't take it anymore. And that was the end of the relationship. Wow! It it, it ended over a carnivore, but, uh, (laughs) I I wasn't about to change my, my thing because I was feeling so much better and I knew that that's what I needed. And there was still some, uh, health issues like gut gut issues that I'm still dealing with on keto yeah and so when I finally left I left her I moved across the country (laughs) and uh now I'm by myself but as soon as I I I got on my own I went full-blown carnivore like 100% and yeah um it cleared up all my gut issues like these issues I've been dealing with my whole life as long as I can remember wow
0: I I can relate to that. Um, I've had gut issues for a long time and I've been on medications for a long time for them. And I started carnivore, to cut a long story short, I've talked about it in the previous episodes, I basically started just like the meat and water sort of diet. Um, Oh, just the basics? Yeah, yeah. So I started that a year ago and I tried different diets and things before where it's like low carb. And stuff like that but probably like some uh, version of keto as well but it wasn't until I just started just the uh, red meat and just water that I like yeah incredible result, results no symptoms like I feel 100% a lot more energy and yeah it's uh, incredible that's why I, part of like why I'm motivated to start this podcast to talk to other people like you who have had these success stories because it's kind of like what is this magic what's going on because uh yeah, I've never felt better and uh yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, and now it's to the point where I feel like I can eat anything. Um but then that brings things back to what you were saying about being addicted to carbs and sugars and stuff. Like I can see a crispy cream donut and I'm I'm in I'm indifferent. Like <laughs> like I'm not like I remember before it used to just like uh and I can see it with other people, like if it's there, like it's like taunting them. Um,
1: yeah. The smell and all that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not for me anymore. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the, the thing that's probably replaced that, uh, that sort of part in my brain is like seeing a juicy steak, seeing like a really fat, fatty, juicy steak. That's, uh, that's what, uh, that's what gets my, um, taste buds going. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Same here. It's like, I, you know, it, um, know I'm a musician so I travel a lot so I'm always you know different towns and and, you know I'll find a place to go eat and it's usually a diner or somewhere and um, I used to not be able to resist that the 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 um, dessert counter at a diner because you know they have everything on display there Mm. but now it's like I can go in and it it still attracts my my attention but more for just a photo, you know, I'll just go take a photo of it. And that's, that'll satisfy me. I don't have to like eat that stuff anymore, which is, yeah. it amazing. It's a miracle really for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet.
0: Hey, um, and anyway, I was speaking about when you're on the road and stuff, um, how do you find, what's it like, do you, like, do you try and stay to a carnivore diet or do you just sort of eat whatever? Um, what's your, what's your approach?
1: Uh, it is a challenge. I take it as a challenge. I mean, it, it's um, sometimes it's not easy. It depends on where where I am. But uh, yeah, I try to stick to it. In fact, it, usually when we get into town, we'll, we'll, get, um, we'll get there the night before our our, our show. And um, I'll get First thing I do when I get to my hotel room is I get on the Internet and I start looking for restaurants around the area yeah. and, or diners or whatever. And then I'll just scour their menu. And I'll just pick out all the stuff that I can eat that's on that menu.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the next day I'll go there and, and just order what I want. You know, just pick and choose. Like I want a steak, but I want bacon with it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: No, no sauce. Don't put anything else like on my yeah, plate. It, that's 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 the approach
1: I take. Um, yeah. And, I mean, when I first started doing this, I, I would just order, uh, you know, a, a, a meal, and then just have to eat the meat out of it and leave all the sides, but I, you know it's just so wasteful yeah, you know, yeah. I, and it, it's even if they want to charge me for just separate things i don't care it's like whatever you know
0: yeah yeah um another thing that i heard that like well, sean baker men- mentioned it as well you can like just going to like fast food places and just asking for the patties like
1: um, yeah i haven't tried that one yet but, yeah
0: that that that's a good idea um and i think yeah um, that makes it really easy. And just the thought that maybe fast food places are probably a, a way for, it, potentially, if you just eat the patty and nothing else, are a way for a lot of people to get into better health,
1: which is like a crazy thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, fast food, they always blame the burgers and stuff, but it wasn't the burger. It was the bun that the burger was on and the ketchup yeah. there
0: corn syrup in it the fries the the soft drink and the sugar yeah (laughs) combination of stuff um yeah um carnivore diet huh Uh, incredible Uh, i want to also talk about like the social stigma as well because i i experienced when you said like your girlfriend i i experienced it from a lot of people um
1: yeah
0: how are you how are you how can you just eat meat? You know, you, you need to eat uh you need to eat a balanced diet. That's what the word I would hear come up a lot. Right. And it's just sort of this thing that we've been passed down from our parents that got passed down from their parents, this idea of like eat eat your vegetables, eat your broccoli or something. And we've all just sort of accepted it, haven't we? Um Yeah. And it just sounds absurd that. When you when you kind of go against it and sort of just say I'm just eating meat, it does uh, raise a lot of eyebrows from people. Um, I've noticed. Well, that, and yeah, then it's, after it's, a while, you just end up being the guy they accept. Oh, that's Nick. He's crazy. He just eats steaks. And yeah, <laughs> that's where
1: I'm yeah. at now. He's, he's <laughs> got a weird diet. Yeah. Know, <laughs> the, the the funny thing is, you know, a lot of these people, like they'll. They'll think it, you're being unhealthy by doing that. But then, then you turn around and see what they're eating. And they're eating mm. like, pizza and this and that. You know, it's like nobody says anything about that. Or so, people that eat, like, cereal for breakfast and, mm. you know, if they, they think that's normal. But, but for someone to eat meat, they think, think it's weird and unhealthy, you know? Yeah. It's just strange. It's completely upside down
0: yeah a lot of this and a lot of it's it's social stigma isn't it um when i'm sort of what i'm thinking about is this whole idea of what what does it mean to be healthy and um it's sort of like but then it's weird that the social that that what we consider normal is ending up eating this so-called food i would even question whether it's food in a lot of cases um and it's sort of normal um so it's normal to sort of eat this sort of food that what we call food. I'm questioning all of that as well ever since I've started on the carnivore diet. And then, like a lot of people I know, they're very dependent on these pills. And then I've talked about this on the podcast before. Usually, like you were saying, you managed to avoid them, but usually, um, for a lot of people, whatever whatever medication you start on, there might be side effects, and then it's just like, uh, just like the you end up just having a whole bunch of pills. Um, right.
1: Yeah, I know. They, they say most um, seniors, they'll have a whole, like uh, by their bedside, they'll have mm. a bedside table there and it's just stacks of like pill bottles. Yeah. Just one's, ones to take care of the side effects of the other and this and that and, you know. And, and, and you know, yeah, the side effects that, that cause other things to go wrong and half the time, the the problem that the pill is trying to fix is creating more problems than the one problem that it's fixing, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was, you know, the thing, like I'll be on Facebook and, uh, it's funny though. I've started because I'm, you know, I'm a, I've got a lot of fans. Yeah. So I've gotten a lot of people started on, on this diet and they come to me for, for advice and it's weird, but, uh, but it's cool too at the same time because you know um you know my band has been around a long time so we have you know we've got some older fans now yeah and, and a lot of them are you know they they got the the middle-aged unhealthy kind of lifestyle and and uh it's really cool to see some of them jumping on board with with this diet and all of a sudden just getting healthy and yeah. i'll see a picture of, i'll see a picture of them from like five years ago and, and then a, a current picture and it's like wow it's like it's like night and day it's amazing and, it, and it's it's kind of an honor to to be in this position where i can actually spread the word and, and help people you know exactly so
0: speaking of which so if maybe there's one of your fans or someone who's watching and they're interested in taking the leap on the carnivore diet and they're prepared to take on all their friends and be the weird person out um <laughs> How, what would your advice be on how to start, how to approach starting?
1: Um, Well, usually what I suggest, like if somebody, if they're coming straight from a regular high carb, you know, unhealthy diet, I just, I, I usually suggest maybe starting with keto, like sort of doing a transition. It's like drop off the carbs first and then like not completely, but then, then eventually transition over in, into full carnivore. Cause I don't know. I mean, that's the way I did it myself. I'm not sure how it would work just going just cold Turkey straight into carnivore. Although I have seen people do that. It's just, um, or, or if they have a, like some kind of, um, medical condition that, that would benefit from carnivore, then I'll suggest they just jump into it, you know, yeah, especially like, you know, type two diabetes kind of people or, um, I don't know, there's a, like autoimmune kind of things too. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's so important just to like take it one step at a time because it, it can be easy to to get overwhelmed with all the information within the carnivore sort of space. But mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, all it, it's pretty simple. Like you can boil it down to just, just eat meat and drink water. Um, and right. I think even then... You, if you still are a person that really likes their coffee or something, it's like, you can still have your coffee. There's no, like, we're not, we're not going to be upset at you and say, Oh, you're not a carnivore or something. Cause I think the whole point, a lot of this is just like, we're meant to feel better. We're we're not meant to be on these pills, like all these different types of pills. Um, And that's why I really like the community um, because the, it's about getting to, feeling better and living better it's not about some I don't know ideology or some other sort of thing that we're following which I which I think is uh really cool um the other thing I wanted to ask you about I feel like we've really had a good chat about carnivore but I'm I'm super interested about uh your whole music career um and one thing this is the Nikola Tesla podcast. I I named it after Nikola Tesla because I'm fascinated by him and he is an inventor. Um, and I view artists as creators and inventors. Um, so maybe if you wanted to share a little bit about your story or your creative process or anything at all, um, I'd love to hear it.
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, we just jumping back to the carnivore. Thing. Yeah, That's sure. Something. I
0: don't want to, yeah. Also, if there's anything more you want to add it to the
1: carnivore, go for it. Well, no, I was just going to say, it. it's just, uh, I've been doing the music thing for a long time. Yeah. And, and it's one of the reasons I can still perform like I do. I think is because, yeah. you know, I'm healthy and, and a lot of people, they, they, um, I think that's what attracts people too, like a lot of these fans that I have that ask me about it they, they see that I'm still you know I don't look my age
0: yeah like
1: i'm, I'm sixty two but uh, wow,
0: that's incredible. wow <laughs> i don't I don't feel like it <laughs> <laughs> no way but, yeah, you don't yeah, look like I, it either.
1: Yeah, so I've been doing this a long time, and wow I, um, in fact my my current band uh Kix, started. Uh, it was me and the other guitar player we, it, with the original bass player we started in in um, December 1977 that's when yeah. that band started so we've been going all these years and before that you know I played in other you know cover bands we we just play cover music but uh, that was when I was in high school you know as when I started playing in bands and my whole goal was that's what I that's just what I wanted to do because I loved it and I didn't I didn't want to have to have a real job <laughs> yeah. and all that. And so far it's worked out. I mean I've had a couple of jobs here and there along the way just to get through like some rough times. But, yeah. Uh, but primarily my, my life has been just playing music and being paid to do it, you know. Which that's is that's awesome. Yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was when you
0: speak about like bringing it back to the carnivore diet as well, and you're saying like, is it? It's your energy, isn't it? Because you feel very like speaking to you. I feel like your energy is very high and and very youthful. And like you were saying, like I don't think many people, and even comparing it to someone who's sh- like Sean Baker, like even like the amount of like athleticism. I always notice he's always posting these like videos of him doing these rowing workouts and all these, like all these crazy things. Um, the energy that people have when they go on this diet is, uh, incredible. And I think that that how important is having a lot of energy as being a musician?
1: Oh, it's very important. Especially in, you know, uh, um, kicks is considered a higher energy band. And, uh, you know, we've always been like that. We don't just stand there and play, you know, we're, we're moving around and jumping up on things. And, um, so it's very important for me to, to have that energy. And, and it's funny when I, the, the, the first month that I did the carnivore, I did feel, I felt a huge boost in energy and st- stamina and, and working out my, my ability to lift more weight, like all that stuff kicked in right off the bat. But I've been sort of, because I kept going back and forth between carnivore and, and keto, you know, it, that sort of, it, that initial, um, surge right at the beginning, it sort of subsided. And then yeah. I, I kind of been tweaking ever since, like tweaking it here and there, trying to figure out how to get the most out of it. And, um, yeah, some you know some days I don't feel as much, as as energetic as others, but I think that's natural. You know? Yeah,
0: that's life, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, I think I think overall, I just feel healthier and and um, I, I think it's a lot of, a lot of a mental thing. It's just this mental clarity. Yeah, Pe- people have mentioned that. Um, in
0: the last yeah. episode, I spoke to a lady and she said she she kind of started on carnivore for like gut issues but then she found that uh, it helped her get off her prescription medications for her mental health
1: yeah and i've heard also that the the gut and the brain are comp- you know connected Connected. yeah so once you fix the the like if the gut's messed up it's gonna mess up your your brain i agree
0: with that 100 percent. because i remember when i've had my gut issues and when that hurts it's like you don't have a clear head you can't like (laughs) think clearly um it's there's definitely uh a connection i believe and yes and uh it's definitely then your gut is influenced by what you eat and uh yeah it's all it's all connected um and yeah it it's it, uh, that comes down to how carnivore is more than a diet it's 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 a lifestyle mm-hmm. um yeah
1: and, and that's yeah the whole the whole um well the whole the, the whole thing together like when we we're talking about not having this the cravings for the carbs anymore and uh it's funny for me before I went full carnivore, I was still doing some, you know, I had a few keto snacks here and there, like the the good the good keto bars that that yeah. don't have anything weird in them. And I got to the point where I didn't even want to eat those things anymore. So yeah. I've I've still got a couple boxes in my refrigerator that I haven't touched since in a year, over a year now. And wow, well, I, I can't say that I did have. I ate one, when was that? I can't remember, it's been months now, but there was at one point I go, hmm, maybe you know, maybe I'll have one of these just for a dessert, just for a treat. And I regretted it, right, like right away. And now when I look at them, I'm like, nah, you know, yeah. I don't, because I know what it's going to do to me. And, and, you know, in the old days, the, even, even when I, you know, before I, I, I went totally low carb and was eating sugar and stuff, I knew that it made me feel bad, but it didn't stop me. Yeah. In fact, there, I remember making a joke one time where um, like a, a, a dark chocolate, but, but the regular dark chocolate that has sugar in it. I would say, yeah, if I eat this, I'm, gonna sh- I'm immediately gonna get a headache. So I'd, I'd eat the chocolate and an Advil at the same time <laughs> just because I knew yeah. I was gonna get yeah. headache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like, just like, what am I doing? Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't eat that yeah
0: well that bringing up that that just brings up like the relationship we have with food these days it's like a drug isn't it because like yeah yeah, yeah. it gives us a high doesn't it um and but like taking any drugs like drinking alcohol like when you're an addict like and there's all these negative side effects on your health and on your life and all these other ways but when you're an addict you're still gonna want doesn't matter how bad the thing that you want it's like
1: you're after the dopamine hit and uh, right exactly yeah yeah there was there was a doctor on there was some youtube uh video i was watching and um i can't remember the guy's name now but he 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 refers to sugar as a substance not a food Mm. that's exactly what it is it's not really a food
0: yeah and i've been like i've been watching like noticing it more now because uh Cause I guess I, I can see the change in my mind since I've like, and I I was never huge on sugar because I've had these gut issues for a while, so I've always had to watch what I eat. Um, but uh, but I still would always have like sugar every now and then, or something with sugar in it. Like if you're having this sort of standard diet, you're always going to come across it. Um, yeah. But ever since transitioning to carnivore, I've I've noticed a lot more, and I think it's most interesting to see you see it in adults obviously, but I think it's, for me, it's, it's, it's been interesting to see kids, their behavior, how, how it changes when they have like the candy or something and then the tantrums or something that will happen like when, when they want one. Um, But then, you know, and I think that as they grow older, like we, we, we normalize that and then like basically adults sort of, do a similar thing obviously they don't have to throw a tantrum to get their chocolate (laughs) that's accessible but it's kind of like how this like you're saying it's a drug but like it's sort of like normalized in our like culture yeah (laughs) from 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 a young age um and yeah it has all these side effects like uh well yeah i mean
1: the food industry, the whole, you know, they target kids with sugar because they know mm. they'll get the kid hooked on whatever they're selling, you know, mm. like cereals and all that. And then, and then the parents wonder why the you know, the kids get diagnosed with ADD and all this stuff. We're yeah. all jacked up on sugar. Yeah. And then they put them on pills to counteract that. And that, that's the start of the whole lifetime of
0: vicious you know, cycle. Yeah. For this and yeah especially when you think about like the way the advertising is targeted to kids and all the, all the bright colors on the, uh, on the candy bars and the cereal boxes. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Those wrappers are, are very attractive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it has an effect on our, on our brains. Um, it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, sugar is uh it's a big industry and and speaking about like all the uh all the um cereal boxes and all that sort of stuff um have you noticed at least I have um for the uh when I when I go when I go grocery shopping how much uh basically how much the grocery store is just filled with crap and uh ever since starting this this diet it's like I don't like my grocery trip shop trips have been a lot easier. I'm basically I'm in, I know where my, where my section is, I get what I want and I'm out. Um, but before there used to be a lot of wandering around, what am I going to have for dinner? past right. this section with all the bright colors and maybe get some of those. Um, but yeah, that, that's totally changed. How, how's that for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did. It, um, I don't know if you follow Dr. Ken Berry. No, he, I
0: haven't heard of him.
1: He talks about uh, the grocery store and he goes to all the good stuff's around the edge. And yeah. that's where like you know, the meat, meat uh, department, the eggs, the butter. Yeah. It's all around the edge of the story. He goes, all the crap is in the middle. And he's yeah. right. You know, yeah. all those aisles, they're nothing but processed, prepackaged, you know, just, just snacks and like the worst thing you can eat. Yeah. So I don't even, Yeah, I rarely go down an aisle unless I need to get like a a bottle of, or like some more salt or something, you know, from the yeah, spice yeah. spice aisle. But uh, yeah, I, everything is is yeah. I, I head straight to the meat the meat counter in that wall where all the the meat is. And that, yeah. That's usually where I go, and then I'll make my way down towards like where the eggs and then the butter, and that's yeah. pretty much it for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, same. And it saves so much time because like, you're in and you're out. Like I was saying before, like before this diet, I was always like every, every time I'd go, I'd be like, Oh, what meal am I preparing? What am I going to do? And it was like this giant, like, it was almost like, uh, I was trying to solve a puzzle. And then, (laughs) and then like, you know, while you're, while you're confused, you'll walk past these bright, brightly colored things and you're like oh maybe maybe they're the answer to this uh puzzle I'm trying to solve, <laughs> but <laughs> it's yeah, it comes back to that sugar and like that how these all these processed foods like attract we're attracted to them in our you know our, our brain like um and how it's interesting how it's all connected like you know and how the uh how the how the grocery stores are laid out like you were saying um where yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're essentially, um, we're sort of just like tempted into this sort of stuff. It's, and it's kind of going back to this stuff that we were talking about before, we're kind of just like on autopilot, there's all these like social norms, like you were saying, like eat your, like we were talking about before, where you're kind of like, where it's, we have these ideas of like, you should eat your vegetables and all this sort of stuff. So we're kind of just like on autopilot, um, and even 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 when you think about i'm just sort of thinking about even with a lot of this uh health system as well and medical pr- practitioners they they just sort of they, they just learned that stuff at school didn't they at their at their medical school and they they think it's right and they're trying to help you um and all all this stuff is just sort of on like uh just how things are isn't it and then um but we we i guess the point i'm trying to make is is like there's all these ideas i i feel like there there's something wrong and that's why i'm trying to have this podcast to bring into discussion like what 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 went wrong um and how like that's why i'm trying to have this discussion maybe someone listening to me and you might think oh there's there's another option because i feel like a lot of people they 're not aware that there is another path you can take because uh i i I can understand it can be uh people just get lulled into just uh the one the one path when they're when they 're t- thinking about their health and the options they have for for their well health. a lot
1: of people, you know most people they trust what their doctor is saying because he 's a doctor yeah you know, and they don 't realize that the doctor's misinformed and and they 're not getting the proper information especially here in the u.s it's like the whole you know the the medical industry in fact the the going back to that dr barry he talks about it because he's a doctor yeah he's he's um at the moment he's not practicing uh he, he had to move his his business his um he had a clinic here in ten i live in tennessee in nashville and he had a clinic about an hour west of here that that burned down So he had to relocate to Nashville, and uh, he's decided not to open the clinic back up. So he's just sort of doing these informational videos and podcasts, and 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 in fact, I do Zoom meetings with him. On his, he has a Patreon page, and and uh, and he's he talks about his experience um, not only with medical school, but uh, you know, as a practicing doctor, the way that the insurance companies are involved and the medical board and he said you know they uh his training they they only get like this limited amount of nutritional training yeah you know to become a doctor and he says but even then uh he took like chemistry along along with it and he goes there were things that they were telling him in the nutrition class that that were going against what he'd learned in chemistry and it's like wait a minute and but he he didn't really like question it all the way when he was still in school. So he became yeah. this doctor and he was like given the, the you know, he had his little script that he's supposed to tell his his patients, you know, do this, do that, you know, to lose weight, go on a low fat, you know, eat low fat and all this stuff. And, and you know, the patient wouldn't lose any weight. They, they'd come back and they'd gain weight. And, and he says, the, it, it, the the thing was, you know, they thought he thought he was given the right advice, so he would just think, oh well, they must not be doing what I'm telling them. Yeah. But yep. the problem was, they were doing what he, he yep, was yep. telling them, and it wasn't working.
0: Yeah. And
1: yep. but he said at the same time, he ended up becoming overweight. and healthy. Yeah. And here and then he he had a moment of clarity one day where he just realized you know, I'm telling, you know, I'm trying to give diet advice to my patients and look at me. Yeah, <laughs> he
0: yeah, goes, yeah.
1: Who's going to want to take advice from somebody that's obese. And yeah, you know, so that sort of woke him up. And then he started, he went back to those questions that he had in, in his nutrition classes and he started looking into it. And that's what got him into this whole thing. And it turned it around. But the problem was the way the, the medical industry set up, I, I don't know how it is where you are, but they have influence over everything a doctor does. It's like if mm. they don't prescribe, like the doctor's supposed to limit his time with each patient. Like he's only supposed to spend a, a certain amount of time. And if he goes over, uh, he gets in trouble for that. If um, he's supposed to diagnose a situation and then prescribe a drug for it, and that's yeah. the procedure that they're supposed to follow. And he says, if, if they, if you don't do that, uh, first you can get in trouble by the, through the medical board, but you can also the the insurance company can say you didn't follow procedures. So we're not paying you. So they yep. don't get reimbursed. So yep. it's a whole like weird. Yeah. You know, it's whole money influenced the industry yeah. that has nothing to do with making people healthy. It's all about yeah. making money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, I can relate to that. It's, 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 it's similar here. I think that's the end. Um, That's the end point of how it is here. It's just organized in a different way, um, so to speak. Um, You're in
1: Australia, right?
0: Yeah, I'm in Australia. So yeah. like our, like my experience is like our, that we have the, we have like a universal healthcare type system. So there's no, um there's no, there's no, well, there is like, you can get private health insurance but like the the if you don't have it you can still get like you can still see doctors um and get everything and in most cases if you see like we call our sort of your family doctor we call that a gp so that's the first sort of point of contact in most cases um you don't have to pay anything to see them but like you were saying it's very quick you're in and out very quick and they just sort of look at most cases like what drug or whatever to give you um and then if you have something more serious then might will send you to a specialist and in some cases you might pay out of pocket there for something but yeah I, I I think that a lot of it is like I can relate to this idea that you're saying that's uh it all comes down to like a lo- where the research is getting funded from um yeah and the perspective they're taking on these issues is uh definitely like a for-profit sort of motive um when you look at it from that perspective and hey this is something that like i've been affected by by a big part of my life because for the last 10 years i've been dealing with these gut issues and i've i've been sort of thinking well they must know what they're talking about sort of thing and then there's like you know, you can easily, and I'm 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 not here. I'm not even trying to send the message out to people to be like, oh, go against your doctor's advice and like go off and just like do your own thing. Please don't do that. And I'm also trying not to like. There's no use being angry or like having any of those sort of emotions as well because I I've experienced some of that as well. I think the the main point net is sort of like, hey, there's another option, and it's 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 affordable. And it it works.
1: Well, yeah. And the the thing I always tell people is do your research because you know don't blindly follow anyone. Not even you know people that are asking me advice. You know, I, I the first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll send them a link to a book or 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 a, or a podcast or something
0: because
1: mm. it's very important to to know what's going on. That way you you don't just blindly do what your doctor tells you. You can always question it. You know, you don't have to just take exactly it, take
0: it because we're we're all on our own journey for our health. And like, I just view your doctor is just one person on that journey. That's, that's trying to help you. Um, but we all have to take individual responsibility. Um, yeah, for our health, I think is the most important thing. And, yeah, I want to uh, turn the light on real quick. Yeah, go for it. Um,
1: starting the sun's starting to go down here
0: yeah well that's interesting because the sun's just coming up here it's the morning here (laughs) um yeah and i was sort of saying about how this it's a journey right and i think there's this uh it's very common for a lot of people like and I, i find that like really crazy to believe but this is uh this is more of the norm there's sort of two attitudes where it's just sort of like oh I just listen to my doctor, whatever he says that goes, I I don't want to think about it. You're kind of like outsourcing that to the doctor or the other approach is, is like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to be the final, like you were saying, taking responsibility. um, And I'm the one that is like making the final decisions, so to speak. Well, we're always making the final decisions, aren't we? With everything. Like, even if you choose to outsource it to a doctor, you chose to do that um mm-hmm. and having and i know for some people it might sound uh scary to be like oh learn all this stuff there's all these carnivore podcasts all these things but uh it's about i think the idea for me is is like when when you're genuinely curious about something it's uh it's a lot of fun
1: oh it is yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just sort of thinking about the journey how it started to me and and where I where I am now and 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 the amount of people since I've started this podcast I've I've connected with some amazing people from all over the world hearing their stories and it's like wow we we're still I believe we're still a tiny community the, the the carnivore community and like uh, we're all sort of spread around the world, um, and we're all sort of like, kind of like the outcasts all all around the world with our, with our weird diet, and I, I'm, and we have some like incredible, like, uh, sort of role models, so to speak, like talking about the Sean Bakers, um, and uh, the, you know, the big names, the like you mentioned some of them, um, the doctor was his name, Paul Saladino, he just released yeah. a new another big name is Michaela Peterson um, yeah they're all great characters um, and I'm really excited to see where where I I believe it's like a movement kind of like like a health revolution um and I'm really excited to see where it's gonna go have you what are your thoughts on it
1: yeah yeah um yeah because at some point you know, even the medical community community isn't going to be able to deny it when, when so many people are getting healthy doing this. Yeah. You know, they they can't keep saying. In fact, I, I uh, you know, I just saw some. Oh, I guess Sean Baker posted this morning about the uh um the um coronavirus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> saying the people that, that were most likely to, to be affected the worst had the lowest um cholesterol the yep. lowest ldl cholesterol and you know it's all these people on statins that work because the doctors still just read that number and think that if it's high they got to bring it down and um uh, you you know at some point they're going to have to realize that 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 they've been looking at the wrong thing all these yeah. years especially when it comes to cholesterol i'm like uh, you know that was like the first thing I jumped into and learned about before I got on this journey, and, and yeah. uh, you know I know that my numbers. It's so funny because as long as your triglyceride to to HDL ratio is is right, then it doesn't matter how high anything else is. Like the LDL can be mine is up in almost up to eight hundred. Yeah, my my LDL, but my HDL triglycerides are perfect. So you know, it, it doesn't matter. And, and, that, and then I find out that, well, you know, because my LDL is so high, I probably have a better chance of, you know, getting through that virus without any, you know, without too much trouble. Yeah. It, 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 there's some relation between the LDL and your immune system. Yeah. It, so if if your LDL is too low, then, then it's almost like it compromises your immune system.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm just fascinated that I've been able to talk to you for so long and, and we've had so much to talk about outside of the virus because I don't know with you, but here in, uh, here in Perth, Australia, it seems like everywhere I go, everywhere, uh, even, uh, even I was at the shops yesterday talking to someone um, at the checkout and I was just sort of asking, how's your day, um, like a younger girl, and she's just like, oh, how are you dealing with this whole virus thing? My I, my school just got cancelled. Like, and it's it's all on the news and everything here. Um and it, it it's interesting that like it's 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 basically comes down to health, right? And uh we're all there's all this like talk about it, but um may, who knows, maybe maybe this might be um I don't know if this is going to make us maybe reevaluate evaluate uh, the way we, all these ideas that we've sort of been talking about. Um, what does it mean to be healthy? Um, what does it mean to be uh, immune? Because I, I even look around, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 27 and I I look around like there's probably a lot of people around my age who are, not very healthy um right. yeah um, and you know let's suppose this is supposed to be like your peak sort of age of feeling good um you're meant to be your strongest so to speak healthiest um but i think a lot of people just maybe get caught up in this it and that and that re- it comes back to this whole thing of what i was saying carnival is a lifestyle because i see um a lot of this sort of unhealthy lifestyle where you know probably go to go to work, have a, have like, you know, all these sweets throughout the day, have a lunch. It's probably with full of carbs. Come back, probably order some Uber Eats or something. That also probably isn't too good. Um and yeah, and I don't know. It depends how much exercise they're doing in between, um, if they have any energy. And then before you know it, you know, your your uh there's like and it, and it comes back to all this thing we were saying about how it, how diet affects mental health the gut brain connection and like anxiety um, and if you've got a I, I, I don't know I wonder how much um just your mental sort of state affects your immune system. I mean, I don't know if like, if I, if I feel a lot, (laughs) if I feel good and a lot stronger, does that affect my immune system?
1: I I don't know. Um, uh, Well, yeah, I think think being positive has a lot to do with it. Or if you, you know, that that, everything affects everything in your body, you know? Exactly.
0: And And if I'm sitting here and if I'm really paranoid about this virus and all that, like, uh, and and I don't feel good, uh, mentally from like the lifestyle effect is that is that going to have effect um i i'm i'm not sure um but i think uh it's important to have these conversations that we're having um because yeah it, it it all comes down to i think a lot of people feel feel unhealthy and 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 they don't feel good and um i'm not i'm not downplaying the seriousness of this virus, but um, maybe this is the way a lot of people were, through their anxiety or through how afraid they are, they're maybe communicating that we we do we do have a big problem um, with uh, just the general sort of state of health, like we were sort of talking about with the um, with the, yeah. with <laughs> with the common ideas that we that we all hold.
1: Yeah, it's it's um yeah, you're talking about being in your mid twenties and being at the peak, you know, it should be your health like peak. Yeah. Um, somebody was just talking about the there's a video that that's been going around. Um, you know, I'll see it here and there. It's like of, of New York City. And I can't remember when it was. It was back in like the 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 teens or early twenties or somewhere it's an old like black and white of yeah. new York city and all these people. Um, I think there's still horses on the street, but people walk in everywhere and, and, uh, you don't see any obese people. Yeah. Not, and, and, uh, and even when I was young and back in the sixties, I remember, you know, at school, you know, you'd always have the one fat kid here or there, you know, it would be very like, um, that was like the minority mm. and, and now it's almost like we, whenever i go anywhere out in public it's like it's rare to see somebody that's in shape mm. you know, there's there's not that many people that are, are that look actually healthy like everybody everybody especially people my age I, I i'll meet people you were talking about uber um we have uber and lyft yeah in, in the u.s and i take the, the lyft rides to the airport when i when i travel and i remember i got picked up by this this old guy one day and he's talking like like he's at the end of his life and this and that and talking about his heart doctor and <laughs> like all this stuff and somehow how we got on the the subject of bacon i don't know how we got on that subject
0: <laughs> but yeah. he's going
1: yeah my, my you know i have to I have to eat that in secret. I can't let him, I can't let my heart doctor know. Yeah. And, and, but he kept talking about his his health, and and then when I got I got to the airport, and he told me all of a sudden he says how old he was. He was two years younger than me. Wow. And he but he looked like he was 10 years older than me. Yeah. It was crazy. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And he's probably on heart medication and stuff. Yeah. that whole like thing. And yeah, yeah, the, the state of health is just it's scary now. And and it all started back in the 50s when they or actually longer back when they introduced um, Crisco, you know, the 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 I've heard the name pool. before. What yeah, is Crisco. Crisco? It, it, it's a lard replacement. They replaced a ah. lot of vegetable version. Yeah. And that was back in the 1920s, and they made this huge um, marketing campaign, and it became like a household name, sort of like um, like Kleenex, like you yeah 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 refer to a tissue as Kleenex. So yeah, that's, yeah yeah yeah. The brand name. So here in America, Crisco was the what they called the stuff that you cook with or bake with. Yeah. Lard replacement. And then that led to the margarines, and you know that whole thing, and all that stuff. Yeah, everybody's health just started to, to Yeah,
0: it I might, it might also. I've heard the theories about how the food pyramid and stuff was heavily influenced by like the the cereal companies and all that. Because yes. if you look at, at the bottom, what they say you should eat most is like carbs, like cereals and and and, yeah. and breads and things like that. So. Yeah, I'm, open I'm to that theory that it's like they all got together and sort of said this is this is what you should be eating and
1: it comes well, down there, to
0: this whole profit motive that you were saying is in like the the medical industry and also the food industry as well and they sort of like right. feed into each other doesn't it like the food makes you sick and so then there's medications there that you buy them <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it is all intertwined you know yeah and, Yeah. It's, Oh, it's crazy. It like, it it drives me crazy when I think about it. It's, you know, it's like the FDA, you know, the food and drug administration they're paid off by the the food industry. And, and even those like the pyramid thing in in the, the whole guidelines there there's the food industry. People have people on the board that, that like, they have to approve it before it goes to the public. So, you know, the, uh, they come up with the guideline like I think the, the original the grain whole grains it was it started out like the the, the actual original guidelines were five servings a day and, and it had to go through the food industry people first before they could get published. They bumped it up to eleven servings a day. Yeah. So they could sell more. And the whole three meals a day thing too. That's another uh, food industry. Myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, it's like the shampoo bottle that says rinse and repeat. You don't have yeah. to do that. Yeah,
0: you can you maybe know. tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, 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 it comes back to so many myths, isn't there? Like, with like. Uh, yeah, and,
1: the, and stuff that you hear, like you were saying, it's been handed down. Like, you yeah. just keep hearing it your whole life and you think that's what it is. Yeah. And then you find out, no, that's not really what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it's it. It's I think it's gonna be interesting now because now we, now more than ever, like I'm just sort of thinking about the world that we're entering in for at least like at least here in Australia. I feel like uh, you know, you the it, over the next couple of months, you know, people we're gonna, you know, you're gonna maybe gonna be thinking twice. Should I? Should I maybe go to the Hospital, because I expect that we're we're going to be overwhelmed soon. So it's more important than ever if you can, um, whatever you can do to sort of on your own to sort of uh, think about uh, avoid having to um, use the medical services. Because there's other people that are a lot more vulnerable. That like, and they're busy with dealing. If you're if 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 you're sort of thinking, oh, maybe uh maybe there's another way to to sort of uh, deal with my problems now now is the time, and I think uh, that 's why that 's why it goes back to what I was saying before about why I think this carnivore community is uh, i think i 'm really excited to see where it goes i mean i hope uh, i hope i hope it I hope it doesn 't suffer from i don 't know whenever some community or movement or some idea gets too popular. Um,
1: Maybe, like a, maybe it
0: gets corrupted in some way. I'm, I'm hoping that it, that doesn't happen. What, what 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 thoughts or ideas do you have that, like, because I, I think it's inevitable that we're going to gain momentum and get bigger as a community. But if maybe you have some ideas, how can we retain
1: some of our purity, so to speak? Well, I think um, just like anything, like keto even, you know, as soon as keto got popular, the the food industry jumped on that now all these foods have keto you know keto friendly and keto on the label and and somebody that hasn't done their homework they see that and they think it's okay you know and they'll they eat this stuff and all it is is junk food with keto on the package mm. but uh i don't think i think with carnivore it'll be a lot harder for that to happen just because mm. it's such it's it's real food it's like yeah processed about carnivore you know (laughs)
0: yeah there's something different about it because that when you talk about keto for a while when i had my gut issues and i was sort of trying low carb stuff the big thing and this was i've witnessed sort of this happen with the gluten-free sort of Mm -hmm. idea so i remember when i sort of first started it was like i don't know 2013 there was this idea if you avoid gluten like your gut will feel better in it I think at the time it sort of did help me because there wasn't that many gluten-free products at the shop. So then because of that, I was avoiding sugars and carbs more, but then I've sort of witnessed over the years. Now there's at my grocery store, there's a whole aisle of stuff of all gluten-free stuff. (laughs) And then it's just like, all they've done is take out like the key ingredient, the flour or whatever, um, and just replaced it with some gluten-free version of it. Um, but it's still the same crap it's like same crap different smell it's still got all the sugar it's still got all the bad stuff it's right. just now they're calling it gluten free and it's kind of like comes back to what you said like they can't really they can't really do that like with carnivore it's difficult to sort of like so all these diets and all these sort of things even they've all been sort of commodified they've all all this all the the grocery stores and the people that all the industries have all found a way to sort of take take it and fit it into their current existing model but i agree with you it's kind of like it's pretty much impossible to do that with carnivore in the sense that like
1: uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see yeah, like wow. yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah it, it will be I, I don't know what we're gonna see are we gonna start seeing like but yeah it, it when you think of all the beyond meat sort of stuff, like where they're trying to make a meat replacement. um, Yeah. My my whole thing is, is like, well, you don't see, well, I always say to like, I always sort of think, well, like, if, if like not eating meat or the plant-based stuff is so great, why are you trying to make like a fake meat? It would kind of be us to try and make like a fake banana or something like made out of
1: meat. And I just, I don't see that ever happening. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it is weird in fact it was so funny the first time I saw actually saw one of those Beyond Burgers or Impossible Burger or one of those yeah 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 whatever the name is I was at this diner it was at the airport at this diner and and I'm sitting at the counter and there's a guy next to me and he orders one of those burgers and he gets it and I, I was watching I was kind of watching him out of the you know side of my eye and he takes this big bite out of the burger, and I see him like looking at it, and he, he like he got this worried look on his face, and he called the 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 waiter person over, and he goes, "Are you sure this isn't meat?" And it, and it you know because it had that juice that comes out, it looks like blood and all that stuff. Mm. And he was completely freaking out about it. And they're going, "No, that's that that's this completely you know, it's plant based, yeah, vegetable burgers." And and uh, so the guy ended up eating it, but it was like. You know, if you're that scared of meat, why are you ordering a burger that, or you know, a plant burger that's interesting, isn't it? Because you got to, th- yeah, because you got to think about how much preservatives
0: and how much what the hell are they doing to these plants and what is going on here to try oh, and nothing. make it look and feel and have the texture of meat and like taste like it when there's like never no looked at
1: in. The, if you ever looked at the ingredients list on one of those, it's nothing but. Ju- it's processed junk food. That's all. Yeah, there. yeah. And people, and they, and they sell it as like the healthy alternative. That's yeah, that's like yeah, the, yeah. It's, there's nothing healthy about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the moral. It's the moral high ground, isn't it? Um, and that's yeah. That that's why that's why I I keep coming back to this idea of like, and I hope we don't get that in the carnivore diet because it's not about morals. It's about or oh, or. Oh, or being on the high horse, or whatever, um, about your beliefs, it, and that's why I like the carnivore community because most of the people I talk about is it's about good health, and like that's what I say to a lot of people. If you're interested in the carnivore diet, it's about getting and feeling healthier. It's not about it's not about having a label of like, oh, I'm a carnivore, just you just have to follow all these rules to be a carnivore. I think it's mostly about feeling good having energy, getting up in the morning and being like, yeah, bring it on type thing. Like wanting to like um, wanting to enjoy life, basically without any additional, without any of these like supplements, like these medications yeah. as, as little as you can anyway, I think. That, um,
1: yeah. That, that's, that's the, the, my primary, primary reason for, for being carnivore is, is for my health. I mean, I'm totally into, you know, the best health that I can be in, especially, you know, I'm getting a little older and, you know I want to live a long time, but I also want to be able to live while I'm like living, a good you know yeah
0: I'm here
1: to and still do everything I want to do I don't want to be in a, in a bed somewhere you know <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah the the quality of life is a is a huge factor um yeah and it comes back to what I kind of was thinking it's like it's not about like you can you can still have your coffee you can still you can even have if you whatever's foods are really important to you or whatever like you can still have them and eat like 80% meat that's fine that's not a big deal if you feel better and you feel like you're on a better path from doing that um, that's fine because that's the main goal and like yeah i think i think we've uh we've summed up a lot of the and discussed a lot of the the the, the carnivore uh the carnivore aspects of our Of our lives, and like answered I, th- I hope a lot of the the questions people might have, is there anything else you would like to share about anything at
1: all? Um, well, actually, when I was telling you my journey i that's yeah, the, sure. one, you mentioned something that I completely forgot. you know m- uh, mikhail uh, michaela peterson.
0: peterson yeah
1: yeah, yeah I, was, I was watching a um a Joe Rogan podcast where Jordan Peterson was on there yeah and at the end like it was a big long like i don't know how long two couple hours or something right at the end of the podcast he starts going into this thing about his daughter yeah all her issues with the the, um arthritis and autoimmune and and that's what that's actually that's the one that that sparked it for me i i heard that and i'm like wow like that's amazing so then i started looking into her and that's that's really what started me it's transitioned me from keto to carnivore was, was that that podcast
0: yeah no I, I i remember that podcast as well um especially because yeah um even even jordan had had used the the diet for him for a lot of his uh he had yes. a lot of autoimmune disease so it sounds like the whole and he had to the pr- whole the family problem. yeah especially yeah. now what's going on with him um i hope he gets better um because I believe he's a guy that's had like a big positive impact on a lot of people with his, uh, with his, with his message. Um, and yeah, Michaela's story is awesome. I remember also watching she, and then she came on Joe Rogan and then she, she sort of just explained her story. That was a great episode as well. Yeah.
1: I've seen her several times on interviews. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, now, now uh,
0: the last time I checked in, with her because I follow her on Instagram, she's promoting this idea. She calls it the lion diet, which is basically a version of the, of the carnivore diet where she, she she promotes just, it's a more like kind of like a more specific version of the carnivore diet where it's like, I believe that lion diet means that you have, don't quote me on it, but red meat, water and salt basically to uh, help a lot of people for a lot of uh, various conditions. So yeah yeah,
1: just get it down to the very, very basics yeah
0: yeah 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 so the 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 Peterson family has made a great uh big contribution and a big impact on the uh on the carnivore uh, yeah. community that's for sure um yeah, it's just it comes back to just the um, all the amazing characters i mean and the and the and the stuff that's coming out, yeah, I agree with you, a hundred percent all these. Eventually, um, you mentioned before about like they're gonna ha- collectively, and there's gonna be so much people that are gonna sort of start um, talking about how they feel better that we're gonna the facts are gonna be too big to an- ignore at some point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which which is something I'm 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 really excited for, but um, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it, it's funny too because you mentioned that. Uh, like I haven't, this doctor was back out. It was when I was out in LA, but I remember the last checkup I had with this doctor, all my blood work was like perfect. Like in every way, my, my blood pressure, my LDL, HDL. But the, the only thing that was out of line was, uh, was the LDL was, was, you know, over their standard and, and, uh, but other than that, I'm, you know, I'm not overweight. I'm in shape and especially for my age. And, and I couldn't believe that one number threw her off where, uh, I mean, she couldn't see through that number. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. I
0: get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and later on when she called me about my results, when she had me on the phone, she rattled off this list of stuff. And I'm like, she, she goes, uh, <laughs> You know more whole grains and fruits and vegetables and you know eat lower fat and she goes get more exercise and if you're smoking stop smoking and like all this stuff and it's like i was like like do you remember me like mm-hmm. what i look like you know mm-hmm. it's like she, she was just talking you know to a piece of paper yeah well, like she had no idea like I don't know. It just baffled my
0: mind. No, I can actually relate to that because, uh, uh Completely disconnect. I, yeah, that's, that's what I felt toward. That's what probably motivated me to start researching more about like diet and things, because I remember going, cause I would sort of regularly go to the doctors. Like they got me on some medications that I was taking every six months and now I'd have to go on a checkup. And eventually I just started to feel like I was going in, it just started to feel like, and I'm not trying to like have a go at the doctors or or anything. I, I just, this is just my personal feeling. I, I don't think anyone who I, I'm I'm not saying anyone should like just drop their doctor behind or anything. Um, but this is just my personal feeling. I can relate to your experience. Was I would go in there, look at my blood test, and it was almost from the numbers I'd just get told some story, and it it's it's what you're saying but it's like at no point is like how am I feeling and what where are we trying to get to like what is this idea of good health that we're trying to get to it was just like these are the numbers some story from these numbers means you need to take just keep taking these medications and see me in six months and yeah. it's just like it's just for me there was some disconnection like you were saying like almost like there's not there's like a, it's like there's no human element or something it's almost like it was a bit robotic like beep beep boop like these are the All numbers right, just, just do read this from a script. yeah yeah kind of like that like i don't know um and i think that for me whatever that made me at some point my spidey senses were like something i needed like i need to like i need to like, double check this sort of stuff yeah I mean, yeah I, that was yeah, maybe yeah. something I'm, I'm sure there was a whole bunch of things that um Made me um, go down this path that I did, but I think that was definitely one of them. One of them. So it's it's interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Was there anything else? Um, maybe we could you could share. How, how can people reach you? How can people find you on 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 the social on the interwebs?
1: <laughs> well, I'm on I'm on Instagram. I think what is my thing? Brian dot yeah cool my instagram and then uh facebook is just my name brian forsyth i have my personal page and then i also have a musician page which is brian damage that's my my stage name (laughs) awesome
0: i'll put i'll put the link to those in the description below so people can find you thank you so much for coming on today
1: yeah thanks for having me this has been interesting interesting conversation